Does the Bible teach that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity? Today, we're going to continue in our series, Christian, Know Your Stuff. And that's what we're going to be talking about today on Christ, Culture, and Coffee. This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, a podcast designed to help equip Christians to be able to defend their faith and be confident in their faith. Hello, welcome to this special edition of Thanksgiving Christ Culture and Coffee. Yes, we are thankful that you're here with we us are. today. We are, and happy Thanksgiving, Tyler. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, Robbie. Thank you. I am yeah. looking forward to eating turkey and yeah. eating mashed potatoes and eating everything yeah, else. That's, that's, that's This is one of the best. I like this holiday a lot because a few reasons. Yeah. Um, Christmas is awesome, and I love right. celebrating it, but the busyness of Christmas. Sometimes it gets to me. Um, There's always so much to do. And Thanksgiving is great because there's nothing to do except hang out with people you care about and eat delicious food. Yeah. And then a few hours later, all of America goes shopping. Yeah. And I can can sleep in and I can not care about whatever's going on out there. Yeah. Yeah. Black Friday. No, thank you. I don't don't want to be a part of that. I did. I did Black Friday shopping. I went Black Friday shopping once Uh when I was it was my freshman year of college. Um, I was I was finally like I like I'm old enough at this point where I was like I, you know what I want to help my mom out and yeah. like get, get like help her shopping and stuff like get her get things going with my parents because my my parents would separate go to different stores and I'm mm-hmm. like you know I'm old enough to where I can like I can contribute now and help out a little yeah. bit so I, I offered to help and so I went with her and it, it was the craziest thing in the world I'm standing there in line and like in Walmart. Okay, and then my mom just said, "Yeah, you know, there's there's this uh, towel set that's supposed to be pretty cheap. If you mm-hmm. want to go, she she explained to me where it was at. Uh, she even walked me over there, showed me how to get to it, and I walked up to it. It's this crate in the middle of the store in the aisle, covered in plastic, right? Saran mm-hmm. wrap. They don't let anyone touch anything until yeah, sure. after midnight when the sale is active. But they let you s- go in the store and you can line up out. You like, can loiter. You can literally loiter <laughs> and wait right there." In front of the item that you want to purchase, can you intimidate other people? Like, hey, this is mine. Yes, and you okay. back off. Have you have you seen the movie? Okay, terrible movie, Jingle All the Way. That's not a terrible movie. Number well, okay. one, it's a great movie. Okay, well, I'm and saying, yes, I've seen it. I, th- of times. I think I liked it as a kid, but as an adult, I've kind of okay. Uh, anyways, I love it. Anyway, anyways, my point is, um, <laughs> my point is, I, I'm saying it, it's. It was surreal and it was like that. I kid you not. So what had it's happened? Like just people going nuts. No, so it was two minutes before midnight. Okay, mm-hmm. two minutes before midnight. I, I, I turn the corner and I see, I, I hear someone scream, and we thought, oh, I'm like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Yeah. And then I look at the top of one of the the aisles, like at the top of the shelves, and I see plastic flying everywhere. What? Like, like plastic going up. And then I turn, and then someone else says. They're digging in, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> everybody jumps. No, on the, and then I got trampled over towels. You're kidding me? No, no, I'm not. They're digging and then, in. And then I grabbed a, a thing of towels, <laughs> and then someone tried to rip it out of my hand. Oh man, I'm not kidding. Towels. That's unbelievable. Towels, and that was my first experience Tyler. Black Friday shopping. I never went with my mom again. No, see, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm more of a cyber movie guy. I can't believe that. Yeah. And so then, yeah, and so then security was yelling over the intercom, saying like they were yelling, uh, uh, like wait, wait. But then eventually they just stopped because they're like, like they're like, you know what? It's two minutes. Once the mob has started, have you seen that movie Zootopia? I have. That's a great movie. Yeah, remember in that the the big problem is that all of the animals are going savage. 
That's yeah, what it reminds yeah. me of. It's like yeah. human beings have gone savage. Yeah. No, I'm not kidding. That's really what happened. So so that is oh, that I'm is sorry, just man. quick little Black Friday story. No, for you thank there. you. Yeah. yeah let's, so, I'm all about Thanksgiving. Black Black Friday. I'm sleeping in. That's it. That's yeah, all there is yeah. to it. So well, anyways, we're glad you're here with us today. Uh, we're gonna continue on our Christians Know Your Stuff Trinity uh, series, and we're talking today about the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Is the Holy Spirit God? Now, again, we want to specify this is Christians know your stuff. Yes, not Christians know your stuffing. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Again, I know it's Thanksgiving, but grab your stuffing and let's get to know your stuff. I I like that. Both at the same time. Yeah, it's not a bad stuff on the stuff. Stuff on the stuff. All right, so let's get into it. The Holy Spirit. Right. Um, Again, to recap, what we're talking about with the Trinity, we don't we don't claim to know how it works. But we claim to know what the scriptures say it is. Mm -hmm. What it is is something that we can know. And we believe the definition of the Trinity is that there is one being who is God. He exists in three eternal and co-equal persons, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So monotheism, one God. Three persons are God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And they're co-equal and Mm co-eternal. Today we're going to talk about the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, and that the that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are co-equal and co-eternal. Yes, and that I think it's fitting, too, that this is the third installment of the Trinity series, mm-hmm. focus on the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. So let's get into it. So the, yeah. the first thing that we see in scriptures comes from John 15, 26. It says this. This is Jesus telling his disciples, When the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father— he will testify about me, and you mm. will testify also because you have been with me from the beginning. The big point here is that Jesus calls the Holy Spirit a he. Yeah. This is a big deal because the word spirit in Greek is not um, – uh, doesn't have a masculine uh, – uh, a masculine right. so, so the, pronoun to it. Right, yeah. right. So it's this not kind a of... he uh, – it's not a he noun. It's a neuter noun. Yeah, so this kind of gives it um... – a personhood. Yeah, it. it's yeah. not an it. It's not an a object. Yeah, it's or or yeah. a power. Right, it's right, a right. Person. Jesus is claiming that the Holy Spirit is a personality. He says the same thing in John sixteen thirteen through fifth mm. through fourteen. He calls the Holy Spirit a he. So it's not an it. It's a he. Okay. Well, now again, that doesn't prove that he's God. But it proves that he's not a force or a power, or like you know, like in Star Wars, like the Force. Right. That's not what he is. Um, additionally, we see in Acts 13 too, something really interesting. You want to read that for us, Tyler? Yes, yes. And Acts 10, 19 through 20 says... Oh, no, I th- sorry. Acts oh. thir- uh, 13 too. Oh, sorry yeah. about that. My apologies. Yeah, it says, while they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, uh, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me, Barnabas, and Saul work, uh, for the work to which I have called them. Okay, so right. the, the big thing here, this is weird, right? The Holy Spirit said, mm-hmm. wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that should have, like, exclamation points. That, that, yeah. The yeah, Holy like, Spirit Yeah, like, wait said, a second. <laughs> yeah, he spoke. That's a big deal, that right? Is, yeah, yeah. You don't see that too often. Like, right no, it's that, weird. Like, wait a minute. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. And you were mentioning Acts 10, 19 through 20. And that's right, another yeah. place where the Holy Spirit speaks. Correct, yes. So wait, yeah. he, so, so there's some people who claim, no, he's just it's just the power of God. It's just, like, electricity. No, it speaks, and it's a he. It's not just like power or like a force, right? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's really, really cool just to see a clear point where he says that. Set apart for me 
Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. He, the Holy Spirit. So that's the other thing too. The Holy Spirit is calling them to work. Exactly. So he's not just speaking. He's making a direct command and like an, a, a calling. Yeah. Like saying, that's fascinating, you are called right? to do that. Yeah. And that's just so crazy. There's all those passages that talk about how we're called by God. Right. And the Holy Spirit here is saying, I'm calling him. Yeah. Fascinating, yeah. right? I mean, again, the, the, I think it's clear in Scripture that what the Trinity is is taught. That yeah, and clearly, clearly this God. is a distinct person, too. That's something mm-hmm. to point out because it doesn't say – because before that, any time that uh, G- Jesus or the Father would say something, it would specify that. Yes. You see it all throughout Scripture. They say uh, – hear this from the Father or from the Son. You, They they clarify who is telling them this, yep. right? And, and here it's the Spirit. Yeah, and so that's really interesting. It is. Yeah. We also see something cool in that the Holy Spirit knows stuff. And mm. I know that sounds simple, but this means he, he has a mind. Right? It mm. means he thinks. He's not just like gravity. Yeah. So I want to read this passage from 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 11. It says, These are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. Mm. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Why? So the Spirit wow. of God yeah. knows things. Yeah. He knows the thoughts of God. How? Well, because he is God. And I love the analogy he uses is like, how can a person, you know, who knows the thoughts of a person? Well, the spirit of the person knows. Yeah. Thus, the spirit of God knows things. And so that's, this, he speaks, that, he knows yeah. things, he's a he. Yeah, no, not only that, this passage, again, it's too, it's also separating too, like just that this other person of the Trinity is understanding. Mm-hmm. The, the Father, right? The thoughts of yeah. God, yep. Yeah, and so that's 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 incredible. Just it seeing, is. again, more examples of this. Now, again, th- does that prove that he's God? No, but it, it definitely proves he's a person. Right. All yeah. right, and now we're going to get into other ways he's a person, not a force, but then we're also going to show that the New Testament teaches that he's God explicitly. Right. All right, so you want to read our next passage? Yes. Um. Yeah, there we go. In 1 Corinthians 12, 11, it says, But one in the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually just as he wills. Okay, so what's the big, what's the big point here? Yeah, it says, But one in the same Spirit works all these things. So just all saying that they're all, all in one, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Saying, well it's saying that the, the Holy Spirit distributes each individually as he wills. Yeah, yeah. Which means the Holy Spirit has a will. That's a personhood thing. Yeah, that's that's a big point. Yeah, it's so he knows stuff, mm-hmm. he has a <laughs> yeah. will, he speaks, right? Yeah, he's not just doing the bidding of the Father, like he has his own He bidding. has a will yeah. exactly. Right, and that that's an important distinction to make. I think so. And it's interesting too because the word here in Greek used for will is the word bulamai. Mm. And it's used of Jesus and it's used of the holy or of the holy spirit here but it's also used of the father so in matthew 11:27 it says jesus has a bulamai will and in hebrews 6:17 it says the father has a bulamai will and here in 1 Corinthians 12, 11, it says the Holy Spirit has a will. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. I find that fascinating. So he seems to be stacking up to be a person, right? Yeah, yeah. And an- another passage I think is really interesting is Ephesians 4.30. Uh, it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Hmm. So the fact that it's claiming don't grieve the Holy Spirit means 
there's a real possibility you could grieve the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. Can, Tyler, have you ever hurt gravity's feelings? <laughs> I don't think so. You don't know, man. Yeah, uh, you I mean, might how, how can I know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't because he doesn't talk. Right? I was going to say he doesn't speak to he me. Doesn't he? Speak. I, say I don't he. think that, I that gravity to... really thinks. Yeah, I just oh, I just accidentally referred to gravity as he. I think it's more of an it. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> so that's an interesting argument, though. Is like, wait a second, we can hurt the Holy Spirit's feelings. Yeah. So what does that mean? Well, that seems like it means he's a person. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's you're right. You can't hurt. An inanimate, like a, a non-person thing. Not feelings. typically. No. Like I mean, unless I think maybe if I went to outer space to leave the the realm of gravity, then you know maybe it I wouldn't. don't think I, gravity cares because I don't think gravity has feelings. That's I don't true. So that's what thoughts, I mean. It's right? not. Yeah. So uh, and I think that that's a good point. That's a good point. So clearly, it, the Holy Spirit having feelings that gives it uh, that gives it him personhood. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Now let's get into okay. But how is the Holy Spirit God? So it's a right. per, it's a person. Yeah. We've established, mm-hmm. but angels are persons. Yeah, right? human yeah. beings are persons. So okay, so is the Holy Spirit taught to be God? Well, I think so. Now I want to read um, Psalm one thirty nine seven through ten. Mm. This is really interesting. Psalm one thirty nine seven through ten says, "Where can I go from your Spirit, or where can I flee from your presence?" If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me, and your right hand will lay hold of me. Mm. Okay, so so the psalmist here is is making the claim, where can I go, where can I run that yep. is out of the realm of your spirit? Where, yeah. where can I go? Nowhere. The deepest depths of the ocean, the, the highest mountains, death, the grave, you're there. So this is what we call the doctrine of um, omnipresence. Yes. That God right. is present everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's I, th- I think that's clear. He's saying, like, he's referring to the whole, the spirit is that's, being all That's what he starts off with, yeah. is where can I go from your spirit? Yeah. So this, this passage, I believe, is teaching that the Holy Spirit is omnipresent, which is only something that God is. Yeah. Angels so would, aren't omnipresent. Making, People aren't. God, yeah. So I think this is directly teaching that the Holy Spirit is God. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? This is a character, uh, this is an attribute that only God possesses omnipresence. All right? Yeah, I think that's great. All right. Now let's move yeah. on to the big one. This this passage is very, very important mm. for um, establishing the deity of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Let's do, see. do you want to go ahead and read Acts 5? Yes, yes. So Acts 5, verses 3 through 4 says, But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back some of the price of the land? While it remained unsold, did you did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not under your control? Why is it that you have conceived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Okay, you remember this story? Barnabas, who's mm. just an awesome New Testament person. Yeah. Uh, he sells some land, and he gives all the money to the church. Yeah, Everyone's right. Everyone's like, oh, man, such a generous guy, such an encourager. So Ananias and Sapphira want to do the same thing. And they sell some land, but they don't want to give all the money, mm-hmm. which I don't think is a big deal. Right, right. But they lie, and they say that they're giving all the money. Yes, Which yes. is a big deal. 
right? Correct. So uh, they both die is, is, is what happens in the story. Yeah. But, but Peter Sorry. makes a really interesting point here. He, he asks Ananias, why Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. So that's in verse 3 of Acts 5. And then at the end of verse 4, he says, you have not lied to men, but to God. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really an interesting concept because he says right there at the beginning, he says, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? So meaning you lied to the Holy Spirit. And then at the very end of the passage, he says, you have not lied to men, but to God, meaning he's yes. calling the Holy Spirit God right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To lie to the Holy Spirit equals to lie to God. Yeah, right. Peter believed the Holy Spirit was God. Yeah, and I, I think that's clear. It makes sense here. So we've got a person who's been established, who has a will, who has a mind, who's called a he, who speaks. But he's also <laughs> omnipresent, and Peter calls the Holy Spirit God. Yeah, right. What else do we have that establishes uh, him being God? Well, we yeah. have that the Holy Spirit was present at creation. Yes. He was present with the Father and with the Word, Jesus, at creation. Genesis 1-2 says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Mm. The Spirit was there, right? Yeah. The Spirit was there at the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Genesis 1-2 and the Spirit <laughs> was yeah. there as well. We see these three persons named all over the place. So he's involved in, in generating creation. He's yeah. called God by Peter, and he's omnipresent. Yeah, and then, and then with that, we also have passages that talk about how the Spirit is eternal. Yeah. Yes, and now then, that's interesting. Yeah, and then uh, here in um, Hebrews 9.14, it says, How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit, offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Eternal yeah. spirit. Eternal well, well, spirit. Who Who's eternal? God. Only, Only right? God, yeah. Only. So it, last week we talked about how Jesus never came into being. Yeah. Calling the spirit eternal means he never came into being. He just is, yeah. He is eternal. Right. That's a big concept, right? Yeah. The other yeah. thing I like about that passage, Tyler, is what you just read. It names Jesus, it names the Holy Spirit, and it names God. It does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're you're absolutely right. It's it's a it's a Trinity. Yeah. All, all three. All, yeah. all three are in that passage. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And so that that's again just a, another really cool concept uh, talking about how the Spirit is eternal, and that's the thing. It, it, everything has to fit into one of these two boxes. Either it was created. Mm -hmm. Or it was not, right? Yeah. And the thing is, is God, if if we know through Scripture that God created all things, mm -hmm. but yet he wasn't created, then that means everything that was created had to be created by him, and if it wasn't, it is him. Yep, and and therefore it's eternal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so I think that that's, that's just the, the, the concept that's given here. It's saying that the Holy Spirit is eternal. The eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God. Yep, that's yeah. totally that's totally what it's saying. Yeah, fascinating, and so, fascinating passage. Mm. So, is the Bible teaching clearly that the Holy Spirit is God? I th 
I think so. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think it's it's clear. I think yeah. so too. Um, now, again, getting into an, a new aspect. So, so is the Holy Spirit God? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, is he a person? Yes. Right. There's even um, a passage in Hebrews ten twenty nine that talks about how you can insult the the Holy Spirit. Mm, right. Yeah. So only persons can be insulted. Only persons can be grieved. Right? Yeah. Right. We've gone through that kind of an idea. But <clears throat> the other thing that's fascinating to me is that the New Testament. Um, it it equates Father, Son, and Spirit together all over the yes, place. Yes, that's right. So think about this. If the Spirit wasn't God, why is it lump him in? With <laughs> Why not throw yeah, Abraham in there? Why not throw Moses in there? Why not throw... You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, where is that weird concept coming from that these three persons need to be named? Yeah, Because say, the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is a person. Yeah. So... That I think is a fascinating because that's concept. that's the thing they're distinguishing the Holy Spirit as a person apart from God, uh, uh-huh. like like apart from the Father and yep. apart from the Son. Yep. So, but yet, he's coupled with them. Well, I mean, even well, even yeah. the Son um, makes a distinction that the Holy Spirit's not him. I mean, John fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. He keeps saying, "I'm going to send the Helper." Yeah. Right. I'm going to send the Helper. You don't send yourself. So it's a different person. Yeah. Um, and so why do they lump that different person in with the Father and the Son? What? <laughs> like, it seems really bizarre. <laughs> like, what if what yeah. if they were lumping in, like, um, you know, Father, Son, and Gabriel? We'd be <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, that doesn't seem to fit. Right, right who, is, yeah. who is Gabriel to be lumped in with these guys? Like, why would you equate them with each other? It's a weird concept, right? Yeah. So we want to move into talking about the equality of the three. Uh, but before we do that, we want to take a quick break so we can hear from our sponsors. And then we'll come back and we'll look at passages that, that put Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit together and equate them as being equal, but also not being the same person, being distinct. So we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Stop saying reconciliation. Stop saying racism. Reconciliation implies that diverse groups of people were at one time at a point of conciliation, but that hasn't been the case. As the people of God, we are the only humans who have experienced true reconciliation. There is no one better to enter this tension with hope and solutions. What does God say about racism? In the Bible, he addresses it, but it's not our 21st century Americanized version of racism. He gets at the core, the sin of partiality. And when we really understand that, we can learn how to embrace our kingdom, ethnicity, and teach others to do the same. Read Intentional by D.A. Horton as he breaks down how God addresses these issues and the practical guidance for where we go from there. Following Jesus holistically means holding in tension our unique ethnic heritages while being part of a new humanity. Go to dahorton.com to learn more about Intentional. All right, welcome back from that word from our sponsors. We're going to continue talking about the Trinity. Yes. Specifically getting into how are these three persons equal uh, and and eternal, co-equal and co-eternal. Yes, and so through that we have um, passages, uh, specifically Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Um, this is a passage where it talks about the baptizing in the name of the three persons. So yeah. again, this is just further verification of the Trinity. It says, "Go therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father 
and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now, this is a now, common passage. We hear this all the time. Right, right. right? But yeah. what's, what's important about it? Yes, what's important about it is the, the f- exact word wording that's used here. It says, baptizing them in the name, not names. Let me, let me yeah. In the name. Singular name. Yes, of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Meaning it's, it's saying that this is all one being, right? Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's a what, weird that's way to say it. it as. So if, it, yeah, yeah. What is Jesus insinuating by that? Yeah, right? c- this isn't a typo. This isn't a mistake. <laughs> no, like, it's that's not. the thing. <laughs> but, like, because you you could think, oh yeah, but yeah, maybe they just missed the S. But no, no. This is this is clear. It's make there is a distinction here, saying that Jesus is saying that he, he's basically differentiating and saying that each of these are individual persons are the same. Yeah. And we're to, we're to baptize in the singular in name. name of the three. Yeah, and that's interesting. The three because in the one? The Holy Spirit is included in that, too. Yes. That, that's what we're pointing out here. Yes. So it's not just saying baptize in the name of the Father and the Son. No. Saying the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. The three in one. Yes, Three that is correct. persons in one name. Isn't that mm-hmm. interesting? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we miss that a lot. It's such a common, we hear it all the time, but sometimes we miss it. Yeah, so in the Great Commission, we see the Trinity, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so do we see the Trinity in the Old Testament? That's that's the question here. And so mm-hmm. which, That's a good question. Yes, in which, short answer, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and in, that, in the Old Testament, the passage that we see the Trinity is in Genesis 126. Now it says, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Interesting. Yes. Let us. Us. In our. So again, singular and plural, it makes a difference. Yeah. (laughs) Like So what is God saying? Jesus is saying in Matthew... The three and the one. Yeah. And now in the very beginning of the the Bible, God is saying, there's an us, there's an our. Yeah. Fascinating. What is going on here? Right? But then there's only one God. The Lord your God, the Lord is one. Yeah, that's right. So so again, we're, what we're claiming with the Trinity is not how we know these three persons exist in one being. We don't know how it works, but we definitely can know what is being said. Yes, yes, that's right. And so it, it's it's really cool to see, again, further evidence and further verification through the Old Testament, even that the Trinity is there. You can't you can't ignore that. Like it no. says, our image and our likeness. Like yep. what what would God be meaning other than talking about other persons yeah. being in, in His own essence? You know what else is fascinating, Tyler? Yeah. In Hebrew, the word for God is mm-hmm. the word Elohim. You've heard of that? Yeah, yeah. Elohim, right? Um, Whenever in Hebrew you have the im ending on um, on a noun, mm-hmm. uh, it's a plural. Mm. So the name Elohim is a plural name. Wow, that's that's really fascinating. Now to think me. about it with De- Deuteronomy uh, six, right? Yeah. Hero Israel, the Lord, the Lord, your God. So, Hero Israel, Yahweh, your Elohim is one. The wow. plural is one. Wow, this yeah. is what it's saying. Yeah, it's fascinating. That's yeah, that's incredible. Well, I <laughs> <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, because right? I mean, that's amazing. a really good point. Because even it, like I like just saying like 
language and how mm-hmm. it was used. Like God used language uh, through that to describe His personhood in that, and then yes. we can look back and see the differences. Yeah, because some of that some of that just got lost. Uh, like when you when you say it in English, but it's, that's just crazy to think uh-huh. that it's like God. Meaning, like Hebrew, Elohim. The word that, is a plural word. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's insane. That's so cool. Yeah it, yeah, it it really is. It's it's again. I think the Bible clearly teaches a Trinity. I yeah, think it's yeah. clear. Now, in in addition to the Holy Spirit being a person and being called God and being omnipresent and being involved in creation and doing all these other godlike things, mm. um, we see all of these verses where all three persons of the Trinity are listed together as if they're kind of on equal ground, mm. right? Um, I want to read uh, from Romans 14, 17 through 18. It says this, uh, For the kingdom of God, so there's God, mm. the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who in this way serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. Mm. In those two verses, it lists God, yeah. Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, right? Going a little further into uh, Romans, in Romans uh, 15, verse 16, it says, um, uh, well, I'll read, I'll read 15, 15, and 16. Mm. 15, 15 says, but I have uh, written very boldly to you on some points so as to remind you again, because of the grace that was given to me from God to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, ministering as a priest of the gospel of God so that my offering of the Gentiles may become acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Mm. God, yeah. Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, all there. What yeah. is what, what? Why mention all the three? Like, what is the emphasis that Paul's making with that? Right, right. And we see this all over the place. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And we even have uh, other passages in Ephesians three, uh, sixteen through seventeen. I'm going to read that. It says that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit. In your inner being, in verse 17, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. There it is. So God, through his spirit and Jesus Christ, (laughs) right? There it is again. What's another passage that we've got? Yeah, yeah. We have, again, we see it in in Ephesians 4, 4 through 6. And I'm going to read that right here. It says, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. And verse 5, it says, One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Verse 6, One God and Father of all who is over all and through all in all. Father, Lord, Spirit, yeah. one. Man, I it's mean, that's all a, there. It's yeah, yeah, all yeah. there. It's saying Father, Lord, Spirit, one God. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's all kind of a big encompassing. Deal. Yeah, and so th- these are pivotal passages because they're clearly pointing out the distinction of the Trinity here. They are, and if this is the thing, if if these aren't all three God, it seems really weird to equate them all with. It each does. Other. It does. That's a good point. Like why why throw in. Uh, like, like, so again, this episode's focused on the Holy Spirit. So mm-hmm. we're just going to keep driving on that. Why throw in the Holy Spirit? Yeah. When uh, we, we clearly, we've established that the Father is God, because no one really denies that. Mm-hmm. We talked about last week how Jesus is God. There are tons of evidence in Scripture. Yep. And so for the Holy Spirit to not be God, but then be, cup, like be, be brought into this these passages describing yeah. the personhood of God, 
Uh, like, like it makes being, no sense. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Plus, you add up. There are passages that call him God, and Correct. all the stuff yeah. we talked about last week about how Jesus is clearly God. Yeah, it the, the it paints Testament, a picture of it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very clear that the doctrine of the Trinity wasn't something made up. It was something that was derived out of Scripture because it's all over the place. Right. Another passage that equates the three: First Thessalonians one two through five says, we give thanks to God always for all of you, making mention of you in our prayers, constantly bearing in mind your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the yeah. presence of our God and Father, knowing, brethren, beloved by God, his choice of you. For our gospel did not come to you by word mm. only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Wait a second. God, our <laughs> Father, Jesus Christ, our Lord, Holy Spirit. Wow. Yeah. It's all it's all there. And it's then all over the place. Yeah, and then again, even a little later, we see in Second Thessalonians, uh cha- um chapter two, verse thirteen, it says, But we ought always to give thanks to to God for you, brothers, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and believed in the truth. That is, yep, there it is again, right? Yeah, yeah. God, it, Lord. God, Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, and so we, we, we see it everywhere. Yep. That's the thing. It's very clear. It's all over the place. Um, there's there's other, again, we, we don't have time to go over everything. We'd be here all day. But right, yeah. 1 Corinthians 2, 2 through 5, 1 Corinthians 6, 11, 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6, 2 right, Corinthians yeah. 1, 21 through 22, uh, Colossians 1, 6 through 8. All of these passages put the Trinity together. Mm-hmm. Now, another distinction we need to make is they're, they're co-equal, they're, they're, they're all listed together multiple times. They're all called eternal um, and shown to have not been created, right? So they're mm-hmm. co-equal and co-eternal. But we also want to make this distinction that the Father isn't the Son. Yes. And right. the Father isn't the Spirit. And the Son isn't the Father. And the Son isn't the Spirit. And the Spirit isn't the Father. And the Spirit isn't the Son. Yes. They're distinct persons who are all within the one being that is God. The persons are not each other, but the, they are all the same being. They yeah, are. That's and what we so need to make a distinction. There's a lot of places we could talk about this, but the one we want to look to is Matthew 3, 16 through 17. And this is where Jesus hmm. was baptized by his cousin, John the Baptist. Yeah. So what does it say? Matthew 3, 16 through 17 says, After being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water... And behold, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lighting on him. And behold, a voice out of the heavens said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Mm. So you have Jesus there, Mm -hmm. you have the voice of the Father, and you have the Holy Spirit descending in the form of a dove. Yeah, a physical representation that's discussed there. They're not all three the same thing. Yeah, That's the point. They're distinct persons, right? Even in uh, in John 14, 15, 16, uh, Jesus is praying, right? And especially yeah. in John 17, right? Um, I am in the Father. The Father is in me, just as I and the Father have. He's making total yeah, right. distinctions to where they're not the same person. And then he says, and I'm going to send the helper who proceeds from the Father. And so they're not the same person, right? Mm-hmm. So we have three distinct persons who are all called God, who all are omnipresent, who are all eternal, who all were involved in creation, who all are worshipped, who all are prayed to. <laughs> I mean, on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. What do, what do you conclude with this, Tyler? 
I mean, I just think I think the Trinity is evident in this. You, you just see yes. it makes sense. And, and like like we said before, now now the word Trinity is not in Scripture, right? We we said that in the first episode. Well, because it's a Latin word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trinity isn't in that, the Bible. Right, right. But the concept is used in the Scripture, and it's very clear. You can see that the, that the idea of what the tri- trinity represents is present and it's absolutely it's so clear and we we can see that over and over we we've shown you the evidence there's so mm-hmm. much scripture that points to the trinity and the, uh, like being an actual like being reality of god's nature yeah, yeah. so this wasn't a made up doctrine it was right. a doctrine that was derived out of studying what the bible says all over the place and trying to make sense of it yeah, yeah, and so Christians should know this. This yep. is we got to know this stuff. Deal. We do, and and this is the other thing. So now we've talked about what Scripture says, right? Right, but let's think about just from a philosophical standpoint. Mm. The Trinity is necessary for a lot of reasons. Yeah, one of them is First John tells us that God is love. Right? Yeah. You've, yeah. you've heard of this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we love because he first loved us, right? right? The greatest yeah. commandment is to love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. One of the attributes of God is love. I think that's clearly taught all throughout Scripture, right? Right. Love. God is love. There's no way this could be true if there was only one person that was God. Because hmm. in order to be love— you have to have other persons to love. Mm, you can't just yeah. love your loving yourself is not love. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So the fact that they exist in a triunity, yeah, means that God can actually be love. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, does that it, make sense? It, so like, it does. It like, makes it makes complete sense. It's really interesting too if you compare this with Allah, who's only one person. <laughs> yeah. He's not love. Yeah. Right. It's very interesting. Another thing I think that's fascinating is. Um, God, we, we, we say that, that a part, an attribute of God is that he's relational. Right. Right? He, he's relational. Now, think about this. If you have one person, we call that solo, right? Right. One is solo, mm-hmm. or um, some people call it lonely. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? One person is alone, and it's not good for, for people to be alone. God says that from the beginning. It's not good for man to be alone. Now, think about this. Like, how would God know that? Right, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if he's just That's alone, right. right? So, not good for man to be alone. Uh, if God was just one person, he'd be solo. Yeah, you, uh, you know, one. Um, if if there's two persons in the Trinity, now we're getting somewhere. You can be relational, um, but two is called um, a duo or companionship, mm. and that's a great thing. Compan- yeah. Companionship is great, but within within humanity, we find. Solo, we, we all understand right. that, solitary. Yeah. We all understand a duo, companionship, right? Mm-hmm. A friend or, or, or a spouse, we get that. Right. But there's another component to human relationships. If you add a third person, mm. you get what's called community. Yeah. If you, right. if you add a fourth person, it's still just community. Mm-hmm. In order to have community, though, you need at least three persons. And God exists as three persons. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? <laughs> like yeah, where, yeah, that's incredible. where would community come from unless it was part of who God is relationally? Yeah. So I, I think that again is another big argument. Now we also see what we could call Trinitarian forms 
in a lot of aspects of society. Um, like, what's a family consist of, Tyler? Yeah, typically a mom and a dad and then their kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. Three in one. Yeah. A family is three roles right. in one. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. Now, they're not all the, you know, they're, they're different persons within this entity that's called a family. Three in one. Mom, dad, kids. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. What's a marriage? Mom, well, sorry, husband, wife, and then the father. I mean, God. God. Yeah. yeah right? Husband, wife, God. What God has joined together, let no man separate, right? We So again, a, a Trinitarian yeah, yeah. form. Um, what does society consist of? There are three big spheres of society. There is government, there is church, yeah. there is family. Yeah. Three in one. <laughs> we see these types of things in a lot of places. It seems like... Um, this is who, you know, again, it doesn't prove it, but we right, also right, have but special it's... revelation that explicitly says it. Yes, yes. It makes sense of how things are. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the belief in, in the three-in-oneness of God, three persons who are one being that are co-equal and co-eternal, it isn't a crazy idea. Mm. We see, you know, lesser examples of it around us. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, that's, I mean, that's just such a great point. Like, the Trinity is... So clear throughout the scripture. And um, I, I think that we've made a really good case just off of all these passages that we've had here. But uh, do more research with this, too. Like, uh, there, Go and study this for yourself and see like that the Bible is so clear mm-hmm. on the concept of the Trinity. Because there's passages that are out there that we, we haven't even discussed here. Oh, yeah. We, like, can't, we can't cover everything. Yeah, we can't. I mean, we there's can't. so much. There's so this. much. So I, I would highly encourage... Um, all of our listeners to go and study this more in depth because it's important that Christians know your stuff. Yep. Yeah. You can pick up any systematic theology book and dive into the deity of Christ, the deity of the Holy Spirit, yes. the equality of God. Um, you can also, like we said on our first episode, there's a really great book by James White. Uh, it's called The Forgotten Trinity. Really, really uh, great book. Mm. Um, uh, Francis Chan wrote a book on the Holy Spirit called The oh. Forgotten God. Mm. Um, good book. Uh, so there's a lot out there, but yeah, dive into this because this is something that our society thinks we're crazy about. Yeah, you're right. And we really, I, I want to turn the tide on this, to be honest. I want people to go, listen, I don't believe in the Trinity, but, but the Christians, yeah. they've got reasons why they do. That'd yeah, be a yeah. win, right? If we can at least get to that. But a lot of people look at us like we're crazy, and it's because what they think the Trinity is isn't what we think the Trinity is. Yeah, and not only that, it's also because... There, there are Christians out there, and some of them, some of them genuinely honest, uh, just don't know how to describe the Trinity well, and mm-hmm. they they mis misinterpret that. They misrepresent God's character in describing it to their neighbors. Yeah, and so that that's why we wanted to do this series, especially too. We want Christians to know their stuff, so that way they can accurately describe the Trinity yes. to people. It's important. It's important for us to be good representatives of who God says he is. Yeah, yeah. I and think it's, it's being a bad us, witness if yeah. we don't adequately describe God's nature. Yep. Yeah. If we're to be his ambassadors, like he tells us, we need to represent him well, which means we need to know him. Yeah. And we need right. to know what he says. So that's that's what we want you to do. But um, this was fun. I yeah, like I like talking great. about the Trinity. This is this is a this is a great kind of primer to what the Trinity is. So yeah, again, to yeah. recap, I want to say what the definition is. We believe that there is one being who is God, mm-hmm. who exists in three eternal persons that are co-equal and co-eternal. Three yeah. persons in the one being that's God. Huge distinction between mm-hmm. persons and being, and they're co-equal and co-eternal, and yes. they're not each other. 
right. they're three different persons. So that's 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 the point of this. But um, go out and, and let people know. Be, be yeah. firm in your faith. Start teaching this to your kids. Start teaching this to your, your nieces and your nephews, your grandkids, whoever. Help them to start understanding what the Bible says the Trinity is and show them the places where it says it. It's a yes. great, great thing to do. So, well, today's Thanksgiving. Yeah. And um, yeah. people are excited about uh, pumpkin pie mm. and about yeah. – I like cherry pie, to be honest. Pumpkin pie is pretty good. It's I like, traditional. I like most fruit pies, honestly. I like most desserts, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's the truth. So uh, That's good. So coffee tip for today, Tyler. How can you jazz up your Thanksgiving coffee? Yes. Now, now we were talking about this before the podcast, and Robbie suggested you take take a little bit of pie, right? Well, no, a lot. Oh, a lot. A lot sorry, of pie. Sorry, yeah, sure. sorry. But but <laughs> you take your pie. And, take... and your stretchy pants. <laughs> <laughs> and you <laughs> and you take some whipped cream off of the top of your pie and you dab it into your coffee. I love that. However, right. you told me that's disgusting. Yes, I disagree because uh, quite – okay, I know I'm in the minority here. Maybe. So, you Maybe. know, well, I think I am. I think I am. But I, I don't like whipped cream. Uh, I, I don't like I don't like whipped cream on anything. On the day that the most whipped cream in our nation gets eaten. Uh, is that true? Dro- I, don't I don't know. I just made that up. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, I, I don't really like whipped cream. That's look, okay. Look, that's for me, right. For me, it's a texture thing. But, but the thing is, I know that other people like it. Uh-huh. I, I know that my wife likes it. Mm-hmm. I know that oh, friends like it that I have. Like I know that you like it. Mm-hmm. So I, I will encourage people to try it out. And you know what? I'm sure that it's going to be great for them. It's really good in your coffee. You, you If you mix it in, you won't get the texture thing. You yeah. just get the sweet my, taste. Yeah, my tip is is pumpkin spices in season right now. Yes. So so get, get a pumpkin spice latte. Those are great. Yeah. Or, I, or I, try I to make it at home, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you get some of the spice, you know, cloves and you get some uh, nutmeg and cinnamon and then you get even like some, I wonder if you could grab some of the pumpkin pie filling. Oh. And just mm-hmm. kind of mix it up, mash it up, and mix that into your coffee. I bet that'd be pretty good. I mean, put some uh, cinnamon on the top. Yeah, of as it. long as it like dissolves into it and it doesn't like clump yeah. or anything. I mean, that'd be great. It could be yeah. if you blend it up. I bet it would work. Oh like a shake yeah, kind of thing. yeah. Ooh. Actually, and then that's you a know what idea. you could do is you could you could put some vanilla ice cream in it, make it like let's literally look, a shake. You know what? Let's coffee, look up some recipes shake. for this because I'm, I'm just gonna try yeah. it. Mm. Just gonna just gonna wing it. Take a piece of pie, throw it in a blender. Put some extra cinnamon in because I like that. Mm. A couple scoops of ice cream, uh, some coffee, no milk, just coffee. Yeah, yeah. I bet it'd be pretty good. Man. You know what? That I could get behind. There's yeah. no whipped cream involved. So. The pumpkin pie <laughs> shake just got created on Christ Culture and Coffee. I like that. That's good. <laughs> I like it too. We, we, we should trademark it. Yes. I'm sure somebody's done it before. Yeah, maybe, but that sounds great. So <laughs> yeah. everything sounds great at Thanksgiving. So that's yeah. that's the point. Well, we're thankful for the Trinity. Yes. We're thankful for our listeners. We're thankful for the podcast. Tyler, I'm thankful for you. Thanks. I'm um, thankful for you, Robbie. Thank you. Yeah. And you know what nice. else I'm thankful for? Hmm. I'm thankful that we launched our YouTube channel. Finally. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I I am wanting to hit home with that. We we really want you listeners to be following our YouTube channel because you're going to get content on there that's not in the podcast. Yeah, you need to go check out the short videos we're putting up that are really good for just helping equip you to reach your community and to go deeper in your faith. Yes, yes. So please uh, go out and do that. Uh, make sure you're following our social media pages if you aren't already. We're on Facebook and Instagram. And what a great time on the holiday to do that because you're just yeah. lounging around, you're watching football, grab your phone, click like, click yeah, there follow, you go. click subscribe. Mm-hmm. We'd love for you to do that. Yeah, while you're waiting 
uh, in the chaotic mobs on Black Friday, Ugh. you can you can just it gives you something to do, you know, before people start screaming and ripping things That's out of your true. hand. And if you see something yeah. crazy going on on Black Friday, take mm. a picture of it and tag us in it. Yes, because I would love to see Please what goes on that. while I'm sleeping comfortably in my warm bed. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks so much for being with us today on Christ Culture and Coffee, and happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Christ Culture and Coffee. If you liked this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to help us reach more people.